podcast episode we're talking about mental health. According to the mental health charity Mind, approximately one in four people in the UK will experience a mental health problem each year. In England, one in six people report experiencing a common mental health problem such as anxiety and depression in any given week. The overall number of people with mental health problems has not changed significantly in recent years. But worries about things like money, jobs and benefits can make it harder for people to cope. In this podcast, I'm joined by Amy Flynn, Claire Cochran and Matthew Byatt to talk through how we cope with our own mental health. Welcome. Hi. Now, we hear a lot nowadays of a mental health toolbox, uh, things that we can utilise to help with our own mental health. Can I start by asking each of you what's in your mental health toolbox? Um, So a big tool I have in my toolbox is yoga. So I probably noticed maybe about mm, 18 months, two years ago, I got really like a social anxiety. So if I was going out somewhere, I'd start feeling anxious about it. And then I was in a place where I wasn't really going out as much or I was cancelling meetups with friends and things. And um, I thought, that's not right. Um, So I actually started reading some Sarah Knight books, none of which of the names I will mention because they can't be mentioned on air. But if anybody's not read any Sarah Knight books, they're great. Um, They're they're written by somebody who um, has come from a place of, of being in having anxiety and depression and her real life ways that she copes with things. So I really found that that helped. Um, and through that, I then kind of discovered that, that yoga really helped me kind of centre myself. So I tend to do that every morning now. That's the first thing I do when I get up. And it tends to set my day off well. Um, I suppose throughout the day, where I identify those triggers, I probably have to initially remove myself from the situation and then revisit it, um, which may or may, or may not be the, the right or wrong way, but I think... It's how you cope. It's, it's how you cope, yeah. and I don't think there is any right or wrong way for an individual. It's finding that, that way that works best for you. But I'm quite a reflector, so if I feel that kind of tension, mm-hmm. um, it, I find it's best to remove myself from that situation, reflect on it, and then come back to it and deal with it when I feel kind of less in the moment and less anxious. What's in your toolbox? Um, to Claire's point, actually, even though sometimes you don't want to be social, I find the more time that I spend with friends when I am actually feeling down, I walk away and realise, mm-hmm. actually, I should have done this much more before rather yeah. than put it off and like isolate myself. Um, exercise, when I try and fit it in, I always feel, even though you don't want to do it, necessarily you've had a bad you've had a long day a tiring day actually feel so much better for it mm. like your your head feels a lot clearer because you can't concentrate anything on anything other than what you're doing so you kind of you give your you literally give yourself some headspace um things like avoiding to the point of avoiding um on social media think you know anything that kind of makes me feel anxious or like form any sort of negative comparison like oh they've got a bigger house than me they've got a better life than me they're on this beautiful holiday that kind of thing I try and not 
not not look at it but kind of go oh that's really nice but I'm just not going to put it in my mm. feed to, to depress me when I'm on the tram to, to work every day <laughs> but yeah just just those kind of things just making sure that if I know that it's going to have an imp- a negative impact on me try and find a way to like navigate around it okay um, not that you might know this but I try to use humour I think it is. Um, so I, I, I suppose we come to work, we spend a lot of time here. Um, these are the people that we haven't necessarily chose to work with, but we should make the most of it as time with them. Um, and we should try and enjoy what we do. Um, and part of me, that for me, is just try and have a bit of a laugh and taking time that in between the really, really busy periods where you're slogging your guts out, that you take the odd moment, just have a bit of a laugh and just to check in on other people and just see how they are. Because not only does it make kind of you feel better, but it also makes hopefully them feel better that we're in that sort of network. And I think, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm starting to feel, I've, I've moved over to a different department, to the digital department recently. Um, and it's just starting to feel a bit more like another place that I am, not necessarily a place of work. Right. So it like, um, just happens to be I'm at work for that period yeah. of time, but I'm really enjoying it. And I think that's part of that is just having a chat with people, getting to know, just a little conversation in the kitchen and stuff and just yeah. finding out. So that, that for me is then, it's just that little release of take your mind away from whatever it was that was <laughs> dragging you down a bit before and then back to it. So. One of the things I, uh, I always feel fantastic when it happens is if maybe you've had a bit of an off day and you're keeping it to yourself, which invariably we always do, yeah. don't we? <laughs> um, it happened actually a couple of days ago when uh, um, a colleague of mine messaged me and just said, you, you didn't quite seem yourself today. I just want to check in with you that everything's okay. Mm. And the relief that you get <laughs> yeah. when somebody just addresses it. Yeah. I know it's sometimes difficult, isn't it, to say, hey, I'm having a problem uh, today. But when somebody sort of identifies it, it just says something as simple as that. Has, has anybody ever said and think something that is so simple but it's really lifted you? I think maybe like historically when people have said that I've thought no I'm fine but then actually when I've reflected on it I've thought actually I'm not fine so I think sometimes when that happens yes I think now I'm probably in a space where oh brilliant I could talk to somebody about it now because they've reached out but I think previously I was probably maybe in a bit of denial yeah Um, Yeah. and (laughs) somebody would say wow you're really great she'd be like me I'm absolutely fine not even, but not actually yeah. realising I'd already just snapped at them in my answer. Yeah, because you're so distracted trying to like make yourself feel fine that yeah. you don't realise outwardly that you look Correct. really stressed yeah. and anxious. I think there's something in... Um, I, am not necessarily, I can't think of anywhere where someone said something, but what I would say is I wouldn't want the person to be the person who kind of causes any stress to someone else or to be mm-hmm. the one who's instigating it. I think if they... I try to, again, set my stall out with anyone I work with to say, look, if I'm annoying you or if I'm doing something that means you're not enjoying being at work, please tell me because yeah. I tell it, whatever it is, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather not be that person than 
then carry on doing it and, and kind of cause you that stress. So I suppose, and I feel like that's where a lot of us are like that. So I think if you were to call someone out and say, look, this isn't making me yeah. feel good or this isn't, I think we're in a place where it'd be responded to well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just being open. Yeah. Mm. I think people's perception of yourself can be difficult at times, can't it? Not the front that you put on for yeah. other people, but the real you. I mean, I describe myself as as sort of fairly up and, and happy, but equally so, I, I tend to catastrophize things. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would drag myself down without knowing I'm, I'm doing that and having to bring myself up again. So, how would you describe yourselves, the true self? <laughs> Very difficult, admittedly. Good question. I, th- I think it's like for me I do, I do try to bring myself to work um, and therefore with that that's why I try to be as humorous as I can when I can because that's what I like to be outside of work I like to have that laugh but, but what's going on inside? but inside it's am I annoying people? <laughs> am, am I is it actually landing or I'm trying to do work here just leave me alone or it's, it's there's definitely the amount of times where I've said something and then I've walked away and gone, actually, did they think I mean this? And then I've, I've had to kind of bring it up a couple of days later and said, were you okay with that? Or was that, and they don't know what I'm on about because it's just... It's been gone totally, for them. It's been gone for them. Yeah. It wasn't even yeah. a thing. They, they took it exactly as it was intended or what I've said. Is, o- overthinking scenarios yeah. that have passed and someone, oh, I didn't even like notice or I didn't even... Yeah. I didn't, you think something's come across in a passive-aggressive way or something when it... Yeah. And it didn't, but you thought it did and you dwell on it and you go, oh, God, they're going to hate me now. I'm yeah. never going to have to speak to them ever again. Hell of a lot of dwelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How about you, Claire? How do people, how do you describe yourself? Probably, um, I'm probably a professional worrier. It's probably the best way to describe myself. Um, it's an inherited trait. I see it in when I go to, back home to visit my family. I see it in in my mum. Um, and um, but I suppose and where I'm different is this that she will turn a small thing into the end of the world is nigh, whereas I'm probably more of a reflective worrier or I might worry a little bit about a certain thing. So I suppose, similar to Matt, I've recently moved roles and I suppose the the um, perhaps undercurrent um, at the minute that, that people might notice, which may, have been not, may, may not have been visible in my previous role, is a bit of a kind of nervousness around the fact that I don't know everything yet and I'm not a subject matter expert or I don't have the technical knowledge so there's probably a little bit of self-doubt there that may mean that I'm probably maybe not as um don't feel as I have such a presence as maybe I would have had in my old team if that makes sense so I'm probably kind of ferret in a way behind the scenes probably is maybe how a lot of people perceive um, me right now and that probably comes from a place where I'm still trying to find my feet and build my confidence in my new role uh, I'm probably also a professional worrier <laughs> um, I like to or not quite catastrophize, um, as you were saying earlier um, but just like to be prepared for the worst just in case <laughs> um, and probably 
I'm quite new to the bank, so I really don't know a lot um, in comparison to loads of the people that I work with. So I have to, I feel, I find myself apologising quite a lot for not knowing, which inside I know that I, I shouldn't have to apologise for it and I don't have to apologise for it, but I feel that I need to kind of, before I start just saying something, I will say, I'm really sorry, but... And, and this yeah. is where it's awkward because me and Amy were <laughs> and it's probably I know this isn't the kind of place where I'd have like this private <laughs> conversation with me and Amy but um, so um, but it's I, I kind of understand what you're saying there it's it's that you, you kind of it's what's going on behind what you're saying and yeah. that, that's what I have to think a lot at the moment and it's yeah. it hurts my head yeah I, I don't, it's not all front of mind at the moment like you know you I could, could do bring an other effort. things with, yeah. like, with my eyes closed whereas now I'm having to like learn a lot of new things from from like quite a, a basic level. I have a lot of like learned knowledge that I can apply, but there's a lot of like processes and departments that I've never had to deal with before. Yeah. So yeah, I find it that tricky. So I'm gonna sort of slightly change the, the, the look on this, the, the when I'm going, in, in your own opinion, which is the one thing that people get wrong about mental health? Or it could be more than one thing. I think it's now becoming a little bit more prominent in society and that we're talking about it more. But I think the thing that we get wrong, I think, as a society is that it's something that you will always, if you have poor mental health, that you will always have poor mental health. So you will always, if you if you have a period of depression or anxiety or whatever, that you won't recover from that. And it'll always be like a a black mark somewhere in the back of your mind. Whereas I've not got there, but other people that I know that have had really bad periods of depression and actual nervous breakdowns have, I've seen them over a period of time recover from that and go on to like be really successful. So like that's, that's one thing that I think we get wrong is that we think we can't, these things can't be recovered from. Yeah. Um, and I think as much as, it's it's not visible it's also not written all over somebody's face if that makes mm. sense so it's not just about the fact that to your point earlier you've not got a cast on your arm so it's not physically visible but also it's not always written on your face it's yeah you don't carry a badge around saying i have poor mental health so yeah exactly like automatic reaction oh you're all right yeah i'm fine yeah. Or you're not, or you, like that particularly, you say that as a reaction, you can't help it, but you're not. Yeah. Really. <laughs> if you go on autopilot to answer that question. Have you ever, I, I mean, I do this a few times when people say in the morning, how are you? And I have a little gap to just have a think about it. I probably need a couple of microseconds, and they're like, actually, not too bad. Then it's amazing how many people go, oh, yeah, to think about that. And you think, well, don't you? <laughs> you think about you, how you feel before you use it. But that's the autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah autopilot, yeah. We say, don't we? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I suppose there's a little bit sometimes, if you're being really cynical, you're kind of judging it of, do they really want to know how I am? Yeah. Like, am I getting given yeah. full It's social convention, that, that's what you that's, automatically yeah, say, I'm fine, like, thanks, how are you? Just like, yeah. very you British. Don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. But I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think f- for me, I think one of the things we get wrong is, and I'm just realising this now really, uh, is that we assume that no one is like us. That we assume, well, we can rationalise and go, 
people there is there are certain people in the world that uh, they don't get stress they don't get anxiety they're just they don't get it so we say one in four but how many of them are the three actually have suffered it but not spoke about it or, or not, don't realize or dipped in or yeah, not realize a lot of people don't realize and then the flip side of that is you've got them people like you say that have suffered it really badly um, but recovered and gone on to make a success and we hear their stories they're always courageous and they sound great about how they've battled with kind of alcoholism depression drug abuse or, or whatever but it's them two extremes and it's almost like I then think about myself and go well I'm neither of them mm. it's kind of I, and it can be today I'm one thing and tomorrow I'm slightly different it's mm. it could be Monday Tuesday I'm feeling down after the weekend and it's not quite the same as what I'm Wednesday Thursday Friday so but ultimately I'm sure there's a million people that feel the same as me so I feel like I'm not like everyone else but it's trying to you know, you're not alone but you feel like you're alone it's difficult isn't it especially when you're sort of sat at home on a cold rainy after Sunday afternoon all by yourself and thing and feeling down like yeah. I'm unique yeah everybody's like me yeah I'm not going to go out to that front door how often do you ask for help from family and friends not often enough oh that's that's Amazing. I'm getting better at it. I am getting better at it. Um, I think sometimes you try and solve. If you can't, well, I personally try and solve things on my own. And then if I can't get my head around something for whatever reason, I'll speak. I'll speak to someone and sort of say, "Is this? Is this not a thing? Is this a thing to be worried about?" But what would your take on this be? Yeah. And I always go to certain people because I know that they will give me their honest, subjective opinion and will make me see, you know, snap out of it or sort of see see things from a different perspective. I think I'm much better at it now than I probably was about maybe 12, 18 months ago. Now I will just text one of my friends and be like, I've had a really awful day. And it might not be that I'm feeling anxious, but it, it'll be I've had just a really full-on day or a really difficult day at work and tomorrow I might feel down about that I might wake up and kind of have a bit of a hangover if you like from the previous day's work yeah Yeah, whereas if I try and speak to somebody that that same day yeah it almost yeah stops it from yeah that is a great experience (laughs) hangover from work (laughs) yeah we might have to caveat that with (laughs) a hangover of 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 work capacity not of anything else (laughs) Matt help from family and friends um so I suppose it's kind of one of them where I think you don't necessarily see it as... I mean, you don't ask for help, but it's that talking to the right people. I think certain certain problems that have arisen or certain things that are making you feel in a negative way, yeah. certain people that you know have got more chance of um, kind of understanding the reason why you might feel that way and therefore you're best off going to them so sometimes certain things about work if I go to my mum and dad about it yeah. it's always like there's no point no. they just they don't understand the complexities of what we're doing whereas a colleague you've got Agreed. more chance of actually getting a bit of a kind of better arm round you Empathy. however yeah. yeah they can empathise with your situation but sometimes you need the other way you need yeah. that kind of reality check from your parents go well no one died or this has happened to someone else and yeah. it makes you feel your problems like a little bit small it doesn't necessarily ha- help in the short term sometimes but 
after it sinks in, it helps you to rationalise. So I suppose it's knowing which person to go and speak to about whichever problem yeah, or issue. I'd agree. I think. And it is different at different times. Well, I have to say thank you so much for you coming in and talking about this. It's not an easy thing to do at the end of the day. I can recognise that. But before you go, though, I'm just going to ask you sort of like one, one pearl of wisdom, one piece of essential advice that you'd share today about looking after your mental health. Amy? Talk more. Um, so talk, you know, don't sit in solitude worrying about whatever it is you're worrying about or stressing about whatever it is you're stressing about. Talk to someone um, or more than one person and kind of know that you're not the only person that feels like that and they will probably say actually I, I feel exactly the same or give it a give you a a time that they felt like that just to make you feel less alone Claire your pearl of wisdom for me it's about um finding kind of coping mechanisms so it's about um trying different different things that that will um, kind of counteract how, how you might be feeling so whether that be pick up a good book whether that be go for a run do some exercise whether that be change your diet I think it's about um, finding those things that work for you that make you feel feel better and and doing them on a more regular basis I would say um, that definitely what Amy was saying I think I, I found that the, the talking bit but for me um, trees <laughs> um, so if, there's, there's a phrase that um, we're a part of nature not apart from nature and we don't walk around enough trees but there's a lot of studies into actually people being near trees looking at trees walking yeah. amongst them uh, relieve stress Forest bathing. Um, and, yeah, and actually does. And that we've got a National Trust um, membership, me, my wife and me, me two children, and I'd much rather be walking around the forest with them uh, than cooped up in the house with with them, trying to just go and let their energy out, let your energy out. So I, I definitely recommend going for a walk around tree. trees. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, and just a final question before we finish and it's an odd one I suppose but it's unique to this have you found talking about mental health over the last 15-20 minutes cathartic? Yes, definitely in, yeah. in just the fact I mean you talk about talking we'll Yeah, talking no definitely like the, the, I think it's one of those things the more you talk about it the lighter you feel Yes. So just like it's like every every time you say something about how you feel, it's like a little weight lifted, and then you feel a little bit lighter. I think that's spot on. It's it's that weight on your chest, on your shoulders. Because it feels very physical. It's yeah, built up. Whereas when you talk, it's letting off that weight and steam. Yeah. I think that's a great show. Thanks. Made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeling slightly lighter. Yeah. 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 When we started. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We sat around and Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast channel and be one of the first to know when new episodes are available. The Cooperative Bank Podcast for people with purpose.